Blog Talk Radio. Imagination is everything. I can't remember who wrote those three words in that order, but it seems he summed up it all. Imagination is everything. Our lives will reflect the way we use our imagination. The child imagines himself walking like the adults he sees above him. As soon as he can walk, he wants to run. As we reach successive plateaus in life, we begin to imagine ourselves reaching the next one. And thus our imaginations lead us on from one idea to another through every day and every year of our lives. But if we're not careful, our imaginations can lead us into mazes of confused complications from which we may find it difficult to extricate ourselves. So it's a good idea, as we use our imagination, to always strive for simplicity, to avoid the complicated. Remember the three main departments of living, family, how we spend our days, work and leisure, and income. If we're wise, we'll work toward keeping each as uncomplicated as possible, as interesting and as rewarding as possible, but at the same time, simple and straightforward. Are we living the lives we want to live, or are we living stereotype lives based on phony values? Usually, they're a combination of both, a kind of compromise which says surely other people must have some idea of what constitutes the good life. After all, there are so many of them. But when we look closer, we see that they're living shadow lives, as Mumford calls them. In competition, ice skating, you've seen a couple match each other's movements almost perfectly. It's called shadow skating, I believe. They try to match each other's movements so perfectly that each might be the other's shadow. In any sort of neighborhood, you will tend to find people living much the same way. Their homes, landscaping, furnishings, and lives are typified, if by anything at all, by an almost total lack of imagination. Imagination, like anything else, needs fuel for production. You can't have something from nothing. Thomas Edison said, I'm a sponge. I want to know the answer to everything. With his great lifetime inventory of information, he could assemble an incredible array of new combinations and permutations. Electric light is a combination of elements, and so is any good idea, or any bad idea for that matter. Most of us make the mistake of not asking why. Why do I live here, in this house, rather than in some other house? Why this life, instead of another life? Why this work, instead of other work? Why these rewards, instead of others? Now, this doesn't mean we'll change anything necessarily, but at least we'll be living lives that have been examined and found to be to our personal liking. We'll know that we're not living the lives we're living simply because they reflect and are pretty much composite copies of the lives we see about us. There should be, to my way of thinking, deep main currents in our lives. Our family lives, our work and our leisure, and our rewards in the form of income. Our family lives should be good and richly satisfying. What is our input here? How are we using our imaginations to bring meaning, charm, and love to our family relationships? It's an ongoing process that should become richer and more meaningful with the passing of time. As we grow older, we should come to love each other more instead of it being the other way around. Imagination can bring this about. Making allowances for unmanageable neuroses or even psychoses that may crop up. I've often thought of producing appointment calendars with weekly reminders that we should think of something interesting to do for those we love to let them know we don't take them for granted. A dinner out, a weekend trip, flowers, a card, a phone call, a gift. Maybe nothing more than a big hug in the words, I love you very much. The five most important words in the language when arranged in that order. Or planning a really interesting vacation six or eight months in advance and instead of waiting until the last minute and finding yourself with nothing very interesting to do. How about your home? Is it what you want? 
H.L. Mencken once commented that the average home is a house of horrors and doesn't reflect poor taste so much as it reflects no taste at all. People tend to order their steaks medium and their homes and lives the same way. Medium rhymes with tedium. The family is the most important part of the life of most of us. What good is accomplishment if there's no one with whom to share it? What good is anything if there's no one with whom to share it? And since the family is first in importance, it represents a fertile field for the imagination, not just for the woman in the family, but for the man, and hopefully the kids as well. Family creative thinking sessions are a lot of fun and a never-ending source of good ideas. Check every idea for basic simplicity. Avoid complication whenever possible. Next, imagination as it applies to the way we spend our days, our work, and our leisure. Let's take them in order. No matter what it is we want, if it's within the realm of reality, we can get it through imagination applied to our work. Nothing now being done by man is being done the way it can and will be. Everything will be done much better, not can be, will be, whether it's the result of our applied imagination or not. People who resist change in their work are impediments to progress, yet the first words the new person on the job usually hears are, now this is the way it's done around here. A business leader made the comment that if we're doing anything this year the way it was done last year, we're obsolete. Now that's an extreme generalization, but deserves careful attention. In most things, it's true. Now, while getting new ideas in business is usually the best way to guarantee unpopularity, it's still the only way to renewal and growth. People resist new ideas from the top to the bottom of an organization, especially if it's an older organization. Championing a new idea is a lonely business. But if you believe it's a good idea, if your research causes you to believe it will be a significant benefit, and the costs and disruption necessary to test the idea are not completely out of line with its ultimate benefits, then fight it through. Do it as diplomatically as you can, make as few enemies as possible, but fight it through if you believe in it. The object of management is not to be loved by the people in the organization. It's to make things happen most profitably for all concerned, particularly the customer. People historically have stood in the way of virtually every good idea, and especially if it isn't theirs. Your good ideas can lead to your dismissal from an organization. But ideas are more important than a job. With good ideas, you have independence. There's always a way to succeed. A friend of mine found he couldn't get his ideas through the board of directors. He resigned, and beginning at about the age of 60, he built a $300 million a year business on his rejected ideas. Walt Disney used to ask 10 people what they thought of a new idea. If they were unanimous in their rejection of it, he would begin working on it immediately. Our world today consists of thousands of things people once thought were impossible. How many good ideas have you followed through to completion in your work during the past year? A business whose very beginning and success were based on innovative imagination will become a model of stodgy convention with a few years of good profits. Ask yourself, what business am I in? What is its purpose? How does it contribute to the well-being of mankind? And how can I make it better? Not how can we produce more necessarily. We have almost overproduced ourselves into a world junk pile. In trying to produce more and more, many businesses have lost sight of real quality. Quantity became the god, with a small increment of profit on mountain ranges of units, gadgets, shiny junk that fell apart when the purchaser got it home, knobs that broke or fell off, buttons that came off, toys that couldn't stand the strain of being unwrapped, towering mountain ranges of shiny, worthless junk 
None of it worth our time, let alone our money. There's a rapidly growing avant-garde that will one day represent the majority of the population that is determined to buy quality, and they'll go to any country to get it. We can satisfy this growing, discriminating market now and in the years ahead. Many of our fastest-growing companies are proving it. But it means going back to the old verity. Quality first, quantity second. Both can be achieved through human imagination, the most incredible agency ever to appear on Earth. Now, as to input, we should never stop building our store of information. We can never get an idea without raw material, which is information and application. If there's real talent there, too, so much the better. But talent has a way of developing with hard application, daily application, perspiration, long hours of study and deep thought. Become a sponge for information that applies to what you do. Read everything you can find on the subject. Build a fine library of books that are filled with the ideas of others on your specialty, whatever it may be. You know, my wife is a great cook. She must have 30 cookbooks. People who say they're great cooks without ever reading the ideas of others are kidding themselves. I know a writer who refuses to read the works of other writers. He's never amounted to much. Great painters have always learned more from other painters than they did from nature, and they still do. Somerset Maugham laboriously copied the style of writers he admired. I mean, he would sit and copy page after page of the actual words they wrote so that he could learn how they wrote. He then wrote the stories he wanted to write with a marvelously finished skill. You know, when I first started in radio, I listened carefully to the country's best and highest paid radio personalities. They had learned their skills through many years of hard work. I learned a great deal from them. All I had to do was turn on my radio and listen. Frank Sinatra learned his amazing breath control from Tommy Dorsey, and every great performer who ever lived has had a model or models he or she studied and admired and wanted to emulate. How about you? The person who thinks he doesn't have to study his craft, art, or profession is a pompous fool, and his chances of ever amounting to much are very slim indeed. A never-ending taking in of the best thoughts of the best people in the field of our choice is the best assurance that we will never stagnate, never stop producing. Paracelsus wrote, Thoughts are free and are subject to no rule. On them rests the freedom of man, and they tower above the light of nature. For thoughts give birth to a creative force that is neither elemental or sidereal. Thoughts create a new heaven, a new firmament, a new source of energy from which new arts flow. When man undertakes to create something, he establishes a new heaven, as it were, and from it the work that he desires to create flows into him. For such is the immensity of man that he is greater than heaven and earth. If we can catch the vision that life is lived from within out, that it's not so much what happens around us or to us as what happens in us that counts, we can set our own pace, live our own lives, meet situations and people objectively without fear or resistances, and we can become healthier and as prosperous and happy as we want to be. What would it be like to be a fully mature, self-actualizing, fully functioning human being? This is the ideal, busy, happy person with all his faculties smoothly functioning in perfect cooperation. No wars going on inside, no hang-ups, no neuroses. The ideal productive person. The late Dr. Maslow made a study of self-actualized people, and they stack up this way. First, these superior people have the ability to see life clearly, to see it 
as it is rather than as they wish it to be. They are less emotional and more objective about their observations. They're far above average in their ability to judge people correctly and to see through the phony or the fake. Usually their choice of marriage partners is far better than average, although by no means perfect. These self-actualized people are more accurate in their prediction of future events. They see more fully, and their judgment extends to an understanding of art, music, politics, and philosophy. Yet they have a kind of humility, the ability to listen carefully to others, to admit they don't know everything, and that others can teach them. This concept can be described as a childlike simplicity and lack of arrogance. Children have this ability to hear without preconception or early judgment. As the child looks out upon the world with wide, uncritical, innocent eyes, simply noting or observing what is the case, without either arguing the matter or demanding that it be otherwise, so does the self-actualizing person look upon human nature in himself and in others. Without exception, Maslow found self-actualizing people to be dedicated to some work, task, duty, or vocation which they considered important. Because they were interested in this work, they worked hard, and yet the usual distinction between work and play became blurred. For them, work is exciting and pleasurable. Maslow found creativity to be a universal characteristic of all the self-actualizing people he studied. Creativeness was almost synonymous with the terms healthy, self-actualizing, and fully human. Now here again, the creativity of these people is similar to that of little children before they learned to fear the ridicule of others. Maslow believes this to be a characteristic which is too frequently lost as we grow older. Self-actualizing people either do not lose this fresh, naive approach, or if they lose it, they recover it later in life. Spontaneity is typical of this person. Self-actualizing people are less inhibited, therefore more expressive, natural, and simple. And, of course, they have courage. The courage that's needed in the lonely moments of creation. This is a kind of daring, uh, going out in front all alone, a defiance, a challenge. Thus, while these persons are humble in that they're open to new ideas, they're willing to forego popularity to stand up for a new idea. The self-actualizing person is a hard worker. Inspirations are a dime a dozen. The difference between the inspiration and the finished product, for example, uh, Tolstoy's War and Peace, is an awful lot of hard work. To go on, the self-actualizing person has a low degree of self-conflict. He's not at war with himself. His personality is integrated. This gives him more energy for productive purposes. As Maslow puts it, truth, goodness, and beauty are in the average person in our culture only fairly well correlated with each other, and in the neurotic person even less so. It is only in the evolved and mature human being, in the self-actualizing, fully functioning person, that they're so highly correlated that for all practical purposes they may be said to fuse into a unity. The psychologically healthy person is both selfish and unselfish, and in fact these two attitudes merge into one. The healthy person finds happiness in helping others. Thus for him, unselfishness is selfish. They get selfish pleasure from the pleasures of other people, which is a way of being unselfish. Or saying it another way, the healthy person is selfish in a healthy way, a way which is beneficial to him and to society, too. Research indicates that the healthy person is most integrated when facing a great creative challenge, some worthwhile goal, or a time of serious threat or emergency. The mature person has a healthy respect for himself, a respect based upon knowledge that he is competent and adequate, and while not dependent upon it, frequently receives deserved respect from others. 
Such a person does not need or value unwanted fame or notoriety. He's in control of himself and his destiny. He's not afraid of himself, ashamed of himself, or discouraged by his mistakes. He makes mistakes, but takes them in stride. The psychologically healthy person is highly independent, yet enjoys people. He's free. He resists the dictates of culture when it does not agree with his point of view. The average person is motivated by deficiencies. He seeks to fulfill his basic needs for safety, belongingness, love, respect, and self-esteem. The healthy person is motivated by a desire for self-actualization or growth. Dr. Maslow said to his students, if you deliberately plan to be less than you are capable of being, then I warn you that you'll be unhappy for the rest of your lives. You'll be evading your own capacities, your own possibilities. Henry James, the very prolific American novelist, brother of William James, who is often called the father of American psychology. In fact, the James family remained outstanding for generations. Henry James once wrote in The Ambassadors, Live all you can. It's a mistake not to. It doesn't so much matter what you do in particular, so long as you've had your life. If you haven't had that, what have you had? What one loses, one loses. Make no mistake about that. The right time is any time that one is still so lucky as to have. Live. Well, that wouldn't be a bad piece of advice to have framed and placed in a conspicuous place, would it? Live all you can. It's a mistake not to. shooting I went through a process a lot of people won't be honest because their image would be up they've been through the actual experience but I went through a, a portion of me actually being afraid and experiences I was hurt physically I was hurt bad so I, um, I was afraid and I wasn't comfortable with being afraid and the only time I wasn't afraid is when I was actively involved in actually looking for somebody connected to it you look at the bushes when I see the bushes I look through the bushes the paranoia from the experience of actually being hurt heightens your senses to everything, the possibilities of things happening. It shifted me. It's either when you get hurt that bad, either your fear consumes you or you'll become a bit insensitive and you'll start to approach the problem instead of run from it. The book is really about fear right. and overcoming fear, isn't right. it? And. Uh, I just keep thinking fear can be quite good, you know. I don't, I don't want to stop. My, I don't want to stop myself doing silly things. You can have a slight paranoia that helps you be aware of situations. And even in the 48 Laws of Power that Robert wrote, there's some things in there that you might feel like are evil, but you need to be aware of them because someone else's intentions might be very well what that law of power is. You know, so. Like when when I got a chance to talk to him, we, we even brought it down to the perspective of a person that's in a, a staff meeting that won't that's watching someone else raise their hand to answer a question that they know the answer to, and that means that person deserves to be ahead of you in life because your fear of being wrong at that point is not allowing you to create your value in the workspace. Have you overcome fear? I mean, you were famously you were shot nine times in the year 2000. In terms of dealing with fear, I suppose 
you're not scared of anything after that. Well, when you're in life-threatening situations, it makes you a little more conscious of death. You know, and the more that you are aware of your fate, the higher the probability you have a chance to live. So you're a little more free. Like, I, I go into what Robert kind of identified as the core of my power is me being in business situations and being the person with the least fear at the table. And that's because I weigh these things up against my biggest losses in my life. So, like, the loss of my mom is the biggest thing that I've experienced. So, walking into a room, even at the worst possible uh, scenario, it won't damage me to the point or hurt as much as that hurt it. So, I go in there in a secure space, able to speak and ask the questions, and I'd rather be feel like I'm unaware for the moment within that those quarters than to feel like I'm unaware in a losing situation. I mean the book does describe some fairly nasty incidents. I mean just in the chapter about the Hustler King, uh, you slash the face of a rival's um assistant who's out to hurt you. Yeah. Um I mean, looking back on all of that, I mean, how do you sort of feel? Because you've just moved so far away from that now. Yeah, I did. But, you know, like, I think the things you go through make you who you are. So I don't regret those things. I don't regret them because I don't think I'd be who I am today if I wasn't exposed to those situations. If you ask me what I... uh, Those are unfortunate situations that I've had to experience. And if I had a choice, I would have definitely went in a different direction. I might have went wanted to go to school for business instead of having to go through that this portion of my life. But tough lesson, yeah. Yeah. But under those circumstances when when you're in an environment where you meet aggression with aggression or you're deemed weak and the weak becomes the prey. You gotta kinda back people off to of you at different points. And it really felt like that in, in that Literally. In the, yeah. yeah. And when you're willing to go as far as further than the other guy, you, you always prevail. You always end up on top. It's like the kid in the schoolyard that doesn't want to fight always leaves with a black eye because as soon as the other kid identifies he doesn't want to fight, he hits him. But this is back to the this is back to the negative view <laughs> of human beings. Yeah, I, I mean, I never wanted to fight, but kids. Actually, I did get hit at school a little yeah, bit. Like, not yeah, very much. much. No, but when they say no, I don't like. I don't. I really don't want to do this. Pop. That's when you get hit. You just gave the other the other guy enough confidence to hit you at that point, especially when there's a bunch of kids behind him jumping up and down saying, "Whoop him!" You know, like those experiences from when I was really small, I identify with that. So I never been in the space or those situations where, even if I didn't want to fight, I didn't show them. So we met a couple of years ago. Surprisingly or not, we got along. We had like an <laughs> interesting rapport, and so we decided to do a book together. Right. And what I do when I write a book, um, whether it's about power, seduction, or war, I take the most powerful people in their field and I kind of break them down. I figure out what is the the essence of them, what's the core of their success. I call it their power center of gravity. So I decided I would do that with you. And so after a couple of months of of following you around, I decided that the secret to your success, your power center of gravity, is your fearlessness. Mm -hmm. So in any kind of situation where you're interacting with people, you're the one that has less fear than they do. And that gives you like a constant strategic advantage. You're able to adapt to the situation, to take risks when other people are afraid of it. 
And this is, to me, the source of your power. And so this is the subject of our book, The right. 50th Law, the power that anybody can have in life if they assume this fearless approach. Um, so I was wondering, were you just sort of born this way? Did you come out of the womb not crying, kind of fearless? Or, or did you have to develop this attitude when you were on the streets as a kid without a mother or father there? Did you have to learn how to be like that? That's absolutely something that I developed okay. over time. Because like, I, I think I have the same emotions everyone else does. I just have a way to suppress those feelings in different mm -hmm. circumstances and situations. I can kind of uh, adjust. Can you remember a moment when you were afraid when you were a kid on the streets or you were hustling or anything? Or uh, a lot of a lot of moments when I'm afraid. I think it's it's necessary for you to have fear to, to be conscious of people. Mm -hmm. What you do you know, mean by a, that? A slight bit of actual fear is necessary for you to be uh, aware, like a, a paranoia. There's like after uh -huh. it heightens your awareness. Right. You know. So I just I a lot of times when people uh, when I interact with people in in different spaces, it's so it's such a, a, it's so less intense than what I've had to experience prior to music uh -huh. that it puts me in a space where it's, like, it's really a relaxed space. So it is true. A lot of times I mm -hmm. interact with people and they have a stronger fear factor involved mm -hmm. in action than I have because I've been in way worse situations to me, mm -hmm. more dramatic spaces. So I just look at each one of the situations and kind of analyze it or I'll use a parallel to something I've experienced in my past mm -hmm. to make sense of the, the actual situation. So I, um, a lot of the decisions are, um, are kind of like gut feelings, like the music business and entertainment in general, mm -hmm. there's no school for it. Right. You know, so you got to kind of instinctively make the right decisions mm -hmm. and, and be spontaneous and, mm -hmm. and not be afraid to actually be yourself in different ways. Like mm -hmm. I've interacted with artists that have great talents in different spaces. They're amazing. They can do things that I can't actually do, mm -hmm. but they can't beat me at being me. Here's somebody who comes from the absolute bottom of America, Southside Queens in the crack era, when uh, 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 an African-American male is not supposed to live past the age of 25, particularly one who's dealing drugs and is dealing with all the violence. Not only did he manage without a mother or father in his life, he never knew his father, his mother was murdered when he was eight, he not only did he manage to be a hustler, but he managed to get out of the hustling racket, he managed to get into music, but he managed to survive that horrible world of music with all the crap political games that go on within. He not only survived, but he was able to become successful, but he kept building on it and building on it. It's the typical American rags to riches uh, story. I wanted to know why. What's underneath it? What was that quality that maybe we could learn? And in spending time with him, I felt like if I could summarize it in one word, it's that this is a man who comes to life without fear. So it's not just fear of death or bullets. That's the obvious thing we're talking about. I'm talking about here's a man who's not afraid of change, for instance. If something happens where a situation is new, he's lost a job, he's been cut off this record contract, there's something happening, he doesn't get upset or worried, he's calm, he deals with it in a fearless manner. He takes risks, but the risks are controlled, but he's not afraid of failing, he's not afraid of being criticized, he's not afraid of being different from other people. When I thought about that, I mean, it's just how powerful you could be in life if you are not afraid of the things that happen to you. You're able to feel balanced and in control and make decisions not based on exaggerating risks, etc., 
But on reality, I just thought it was incredibly powerful way to be in the world. I could feel it myself. And it's like a, it's a way of being in the world. When you're afraid and fearful, it's like your mind, the aperture of your mind closes up to this and you stop looking at the world around you. You want everything to be comfortable and familiar and the same. You, you, you stay in your house, you watch the same TV shows. Everything just, the circle closes up. When you're not afraid, and we've experienced it all in our lives, when you suddenly you're in a new country and you, you just don't, you're traveling and you, you feel open, your mind is active and alive, you become creative, everything changes. This is the key to feeling powerful, but also to being creative in the world. So I wanted to get underneath all of the other things, the power, the seduction, the strategy, and see that quality that lay underneath it all. I get so annoyed with that argument about it being innate. How could something like that be innate? Sure, we are all individuals, and somebody, because of who they are and their DNA and their experiences, are a little more timid than other people. But nobody is born without fear. We are all born into this world screaming and crying, bloody mess. We're terrified of being away from our mother for a few minutes. We're afraid of the dark. We're afraid of dying. We're afraid of being, being beaten up in school. We're afraid of failing. There's not an individual on this planet, I don't care who you're talking about, who hasn't felt a lot of fear. What differentiates people are those we find who tend to deal more with fearful situations and don't and understand that it's it's hurting them in life if by becoming fearful they're 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 maiming themselves and they learn to move past these fears that's what separates people that's what separated 50 he, he saw being on the streets if he was afraid it was just going to mess him up people could read it off him he'd get conservative it, it doesn't it, it wouldn't work and so he learned that he had to teach himself to not be fear fearful in, in, in any circumstance in life. Everybody has the capacity to be more realistic and realize that the reason they're holding on to that bad job, it's not because they're being realistic or prudent or being a good worker, it's because they're afraid. They're afraid of change, they're afraid of leaving something, they're afraid of, of anything unfamiliar. It's fear. When you understand the fear, then you can begin to move past it. So. When I hear the people say it's, it's innate, you can't learn it, I, I just want to hit them in the head, I don't know. Tuning to Freedom Fridays with your host, Akeem L. Jr. Well, so yeah, the topic for today, for today is fear. Um, and pretty much how it pretty much affects us. Uh, sometimes if we see it the wrong way, you know what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with with fears. You feel what I'm saying? We all have fears, but it's all about facing those fears and getting over them. They're just like goals, you know what I'm saying? Once you face your fear, fears and get over them, usually, you feel what I'm saying, like, it's really just that easy. It's crazy, but, you know what I'm saying, it takes a lot of courage, though. It takes a lot of heart. It takes a lot of just, you know what I'm saying, being able to stand up for yourself 
you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, whatever you do, you got to kind of uh, go off your own energy. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is more like for people who just coming up and shit like that. That that's just how it is. You just gonna have to go off your own energy. You gonna have to, you feel what I'm saying? Make the show. You feel what I'm saying? Not even just make the show. Like I'm an artist. I'm painting my picture. How I talk. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The way I I do shit. It all has a you feel what I'm saying. Um. After I, I finish talking about fear, we're going to go into uh, a little something about um, organic. I'm actually about to start meeting up with some farmers, getting a, a lot more research. I've been doing some research. I'm trying to do some organic grows. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm learning about crop ro- uh, excuse me, crop rotation, which is pretty much, you know what I'm saying, after I get um, you know what I'm saying, my yield, I put another yield out there to revitalize what the last plant took out. Um, that's all it is, you know what I'm saying? Um but um yeah, because basically when you talk about organic, you're talking about fertility of the, the soil. You feel what I'm saying? Not using any chemicals, um, pesticides, none of that. And you have to make sure this the soil, you know what I'm saying, when you're doing all that stuff, I explain all that shit later. I'm talking about fear now. I'm going too deep into something else before I finish it. But, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying, fear pretty much stops us from doing a lot of stuff, you feel what I'm saying, from even from simply when we were in class raising our hand and uh, being wrong. I mean, me personally, I never cared about that shit. You know, I'm, I'm kind of just one of those people like – I was always talked about, and so, you know, all that stuff kind of didn't affect me in that way. I kind of just let it bounce off me. Some things did, but, you know, even then, I made it into a positive. Uh, I guess I've always knew how to understand energy in a way. That's why I'm actually better at energy than most people. And that's all I really uh, go to put out there is the energy into my art. You feel what I'm saying? Everything I do is art. You feel what I'm saying? What I'm about to do with this organic grow as far as, uh, you know what I'm saying, my farming, it's going to be art. You feel what I'm saying? My juicing company, art. My restaurant, art. All understanding, guess what? The relationship between the farmer, you feel what I'm saying? Uh, you know, like basically what we're eating again having that relationship again of understanding where all this stuff comes from. You know what I'm saying? And that's our biggest thing. Like, we fear all that, but it's as simple of us, you know, pretty much learning and stuff and just really doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and actually going about it. Like, I'm actually, you feel what I'm saying, going to go, like, and actually meet with different farmers. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to make deals with these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy that I'm putting all this stuff into action. You have to not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know nothing about fucking any of this shit. You feel what I'm saying? Be honest with you. But I woke up one day and just started calling motherfucking different farmers and shit. And to avail, I got, you know what I'm saying, to get squeezed in, to go have a little tour, get to talk to them, a little stuff like that. So uh, we're going to start talking about deals and stuff, you know. Um, once we do that, 
from there, that's just me pretty much learning. Like, that's, again, understanding the relationship of where you're getting your food from. You feel what I'm saying? What if our biggest fear is what the fuck are they putting in our food? You know what I'm saying? We don't know. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to fucking solve that problem. We're going to face it head on. We're going to take control of it. You feel what I'm saying? Even if eventually I'm going to have to go on the goat, the cow, the chicken. You feel what I'm saying? All those different type of businesses because of the the farmer ecosystem. You feel what I'm saying? It has to be perfectly just that way because, like, you just, you, 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 yeah, <laughs> only a, a true artist can understand. And then be able to take a picture of it. Uh, not even just take a picture, but more paint your own picture of it. Um, of your own farm. What's yours? You feel what I'm saying? Um, you know, go to your restaurant or your juice company. This is where the shekels come in. This is where the money comes in. You feel what I'm saying? Like, y'all think I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. You feel what I'm saying? I'm telling you like this. If it ain't six, if you ain't talk about six, I ain't trying to get the fuck you got to talk about. All right? Yeah, six. Get that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, I don't even know what the hell that means, but all you got to know is, yeah, we get money. <laughs> no, but it, it, it all was just, you know what I'm saying, a manifestation, you know. Um, sometimes people will take, you know what I'm saying, your your confidence for arrogance. And that's never should be a problem. You know, that's just how it is. People are not going to always understand where you came from. You know what I'm saying? What you had to endure to get to where you at. You feel what I'm saying? What pain that you had to. That's why we face our fears head up first because, shit, we've all been hurt. I'd rather face them than, you know, run from them. Head on. You know, we got to stop caring or even, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess I may be too positive, you know what I'm saying? And when any type of situation, even if, you know, I'm down on my luck or whatever you want to call it, I always had hope. I never not had hope. Even when chips were against me, even when it looked like, hey, that guy's going to lose. That guy's going to fucking lose. He's not going to be able to do it. Guess what? Takes confidence, belief in yourself. And like I said, that also takes going off your own energy, being able to just talk to yourself, being able to grow off of yourself to make it interesting to work. You know, people want to listen. You know, I'm my number one fan. (laughs) 
Period. I think very highly of myself, and uh, I don't think I should not, you know. Um, you know, you won't be like, oh, why do you think you're a guy? You know, like, what? You know, like, what do you want me to say? You want me to say I'm some lowly motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like, up that when you say stuff like that, people like, oh, you know, get all scared and shit, and it's like, and it ain't even like that, but you taking it like that, okay, well, cool. You you know what I'm saying? Like, it's pretty fucked up when you actually think about it, how people are so scared of positive people. Like, why are you so scared? Or why do you want to tear somebody down that has a head up, chest out, happy, rich, doing what they do, happy with what they're doing. It's a big problem. You feel what I'm saying? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers is just getting soft. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so basically, Crop rotation. Um, I'm talking about organic. It's one of the biggest things. You have to understand the relationship between your soils, um, between your soil, between your soil, um, as well as if you're going to start to go into animals, understand the relationship between having different animals for different reasons, which helps to the ecosystem of your farm. <laughs> um, yeah. It's all a, a big thing, you know. We're here to take back understanding what they're putting in our food again and um I'm I'm not afraid to give out ideas to other people. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna still go into the business of each and everything I always said I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? I love competition. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, you feel what I'm saying, um, not having competition or going to a field that doesn't. Even if you go into a field that is saturated, you have to be able to know that, that understand that you are you. What is the uniqueness that you bring? What is the niche that you bring to this? Just craft. Or whatever craft that you have a passion for, because you have to have a passion. That's how you get over the fear. That's how you actually stand in front of other people and just go forth and do it because you believe in yourself so much. You know what I'm saying? That hey, no matter what happens, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna take this risk on on just on this. You know what I'm saying? Of course you're going in it to win. You know what I'm saying? Um me, I've always not cared. I've never put my whole, you know what I'm saying, the whole grand scheme of things that I've actually uh, got going on. But, you know, I always give out a little something, something, you know what I'm saying, let you know I'm still doing it. Slam Dunkin' taking the fucking goddamn rim off. Yeah, they found me, but baby, I got the money. <laughs> now, nah, but, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just how big I like to go. Fuck it, I, I got to. Uh, you know, um, 
you know. Uh, then actually, you know, um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, back to what I was talking about. Crop rotation. Uh, yeah, it's the practice of growing a series of different types of crops in the same area across a sequence of growing season, it reduces reliance on one set of nutrients, pests, and weed pressure, and probability of developing resistant pests and weeds. Uh, basically, uh, corn consumes nitrogen, so you would actually put beans to return the nitrogen. You feel what I'm saying? So um, that's why I'm actually going with people who have already been in the game for a little bit, learn a little bit from them, um, you know, learn as much as I can from different people, as much as I can, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as much as, you know, uh, a lot of money gets you. Um, just getting to know these people. See how far it goes. Um, probably gonna go really, really far. Um, but just happy to see one of the things I was talking about last year is actually coming into fruition this year. Um, you know, it's fourth quarter. What are we gonna do in these last four months? Um, how hard are we gonna go to finish out these last four months out in a very, very, you know, good way? Start off a new um, new season, first quarter, ready to go, fresh, and got the momentum. Um, so I'm going at it. Oh, my child, but I'm fired up, ready to go. I can't nothing stop me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like no matter what's in front of me. <laughs> you better move. Cause I'm coming through. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't got no breaks. <laughs> I'm coming very, very fast. Maybe 200, 300. I don't know. Maybe even at a light speed. Maybe even a little faster. But I'm in my own lane. So usually there's nothing in my way. Uh, just stay in my lane. You know what I'm saying? I paved my own path. Uh, excuse me, my own path. You know, um, and you can't be afraid of doing it. You can't be afraid of that individuality. Um, I talk to myself all day. That's, yeah, I'm all I got. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've got other people. But at the end of the day, uh, when it comes down to my success, uh, no one wants me to see more than myself. And there's something to say. You know, we should all be able to say that. Um, hey, even when it comes down to it, don't win. Even when it looks like you're not going to win, you don't win. And, you know, you take the situation for what it is. Not for what you want it to be, but if you make it. <laughs> Into what you want it to be. Once you realize the situation that you're in, you have to assess it and take accountability of it and take action on it. 
breaking a lot of shit down in one shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was talking about fear, but like I said, fear, imagination, all this shit correlates. It all has purpose. It all goes with, you know what I'm saying? Fuck, keeping yourself in check. You know what I'm saying? Getting rid of your bad habits. If you still got bad habits, get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? Go as hard as you can to get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? Because we're in fourth quarter. I don't know about y'all. Like I said, I'm coming in like the sun. <laughs> I'm very hot. <laughs> and I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? I ain't tired. <laughs> Y'all tired? Are you tired? I won't get tired. You know what I'm saying? I got new goals. You know, I accomplished some old ones. That's cool. Now I'm on the next. You know, when you reach a certain point, guess what? I got more goals. Oh, hey, you know, even when they say, "Hey, you got, you got, you, you made a train. You're trying there." You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's all surprised and happy and shit like that. And I'm going to be like, yeah, but we got more to do. I got some more shit we go do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how far. Um, I am going. And uh takes a lot of guts to say that. It's for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Who knows who will listen to this? If I honestly don't give a damn. I'm here just to inspire, you know, um, all those who are great, who want to be great, who want to continue to be great. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be times. You feel what I'm saying? All you got is your own energy go off. Well, guess what? Gather that energy. Get your energy game up and guess what? Fucking pump it out. Pump it. Pump it. Pump it. Pump it. Let these motherfuckers know, yeah, I'm like that. Yeah, I'm like that. Yeah, I'm like that. You know, you putting it out there like that. Whatever your craft is, whatever your passion is, you putting it out there like that. Because guess what? And even when they don't acknowledge it yet, keep fucking pumping and pumping and pumping. And guess what? Guess what? Ain't got no choice but to hear you or fuck with you or buy it or subscribe to it or watch it or listen. Whatever the case may be. That's what I bring. You feel what I'm saying? Like passion. I never lose that passion. You know? Um... One of the most craziest things is everyone that, that knows me knows me. Ah, excuse me. That knows me is I'm one of the most encouraging people ever. I'm one of the most motivated people ever. Uh, though, with all this motivation, with all this encouraging, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I go with my goals, but I'm also lazy too. I'm also a lot of things. I'm not perfect. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Um, perfect, but emotionally sound. I can say that, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
You got to get some money. I don't care what nobody say. Get you some money. Enjoy it. Relax. You feel what I'm saying? Get your mind right. All that shit. Do it. Do what you need to do. You feel what I'm saying? Go through your process. Whatever your process is. You feel what I'm saying? Like me, I go off of just when people be like, oh, you wasn't thinking. I mean, I kind of was, you know. I was just listening to my gut. Felt right, you know. And uh, usually I was right in the situation. Um, when it all comes down to it at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Because I got the lesson out of it, even if it wasn't something always, you know what I'm saying? Now I get to laugh about it, you know what I'm saying? I'm um, I'm still here. Um, so, you know, like, to say I'm only 26, um, behind, but, um, as far as, you know, me, and, uh, I got a lot of catching up to do, I got a lot more work to do, I got a lot more to pump out, a lot more energy to give you guys, you feel what I'm saying, yeah, I'm I'm here to power you up, you feel what I'm saying, I'm here to, you feel what I'm saying, whatever it takes to get to that next level, I want you to, <laughs> we're going up, we're going up, you fucking with me, we're going up. That's how I'm rocking. <clears throat> we're going to the next level together. Fuck it. You feel what I'm saying? I try to take as many as I can. You know, that's just that's the type of dude I am. Like, I ain't never no nigga. I, you know, and uh, excuse my language, I ain't never no, no, um, you know, I wanted to be politically correct just now. That's what made me pause for a little bit, you know. Um, But, yeah. You know, that's just the energy I want to give out. That's that's the energy that I can only give out because, you know, that's just how I've always been. Like, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, like I have changed, you know. I'm not going to say that I haven't changed, but you feel what I'm saying? Like, it, it's more of, like, I remember who I am again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was lost in the, in the um and, and some sh- just, I don't even know, like, y'all got to realize, it, like, you know, when you in the euphoria, you getting all that money, man, like, that shit, that shit, you know, like, especially when you, you, you not somebody that people really like, and you just see how fake motherfuckers is for the money, you feel what I'm saying, so you got to understand that aspect of it, too, like, see, I ain't understanding that shit, but, you know, you might understand it to a certain extent, but when I mean, like, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, motherfuckers really, you know what I'm saying, like, it'd be like, yo, damn, it's like, okay, <laughs> all right, you know, you hear I'm up now, okay, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying, but like, that's just how I go, like, it's just, you gotta be ready for stuff like that, you gotta know it's gonna come, like, you know, like, it's just it's just certain things and you also gotta you gotta just as much as you you want to think that yes I've I've changed, you know, I'm not you know, like I don't know, like I just know me, like you feel what I'm saying? I use certain situations like just to kinda like you know, be ready for for, for like 
the next time. Like, you you know, like, you just got to be ready. Like, like you have to understand. You also have to protect yourself from new people that, that really mean you harm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to be shining. You know what I'm saying? You, Unfortunately, just, that's just how it is when you, you're really successful in doing your thing. You ain't, you won't even be worried about the haters, but they be worried about you because they ain't got nothing going on. You, they don't have no choice but to. But don't fear that shit. You can't ever fear that shit. See, everybody be fearing that shit, but I don't ever fear that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Because I know one thing. You feel what I'm saying? And that's, I ain't even got to say nothing. And you know what I mean. That's all. Y'all get the vibes I'm saying. Like, that's all I mean is just protect your energy. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you got to. At all times. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, just protect your energy. Kind of just, just understand, like, people going to hate. <clears throat> you know, people ain't going to stand. People ain't always going to be there for you. You know what I'm saying? Who you think is there? You know, and we choose that. But shit's all bullshit anyways, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit don't even matter, to be honest with you. That's just stuff we have to deal with on the outside. And, you know, you can kind of avoid that. And uh, the coronavirus is one of the best ways because you really ain't got to go outside. They got delivering you everything straight to your front door from groceries to your appliances. They deliver everything. And they come to your house and come and fix your car. You ain't got to worry about nothing. I mean, I don't think I worry about getting some gas. <laughs> nah, but, you know, that that's that's nothing. Um, I don't mind dealing with people and shit like that. Like, you know, and something I like to do all the time. Sometimes I'll be at the house, but, you know, I'll be out sometimes. You know, ain't something I always do. But really, I'm just putting everything together. Um, you know, harder than I ever, ever went. Every single day, that's all I could do. Just go harder and harder. Yeah, I love the energy and just, you know, I'm out that shit. You know how I do. I'm trying to make it a masterpiece every time. Why don't mind making mistakes? Why I'm messing up by taking chances? You feel what I'm saying? That's where the fearlessness, excuse me, <clears throat> fearlessness, fearlessness. You feel what I'm saying? Even if you are in an uncomfortable situation, you know, having the courage to stand up and not even let that uncomfortable situation let people know that you're uncomfortable. You feel what I'm saying? Even down to on the engine level. That's something. But once you uh you married to <laughs> Yes, yes, I can manipulate energy to even the extent of uh hiding any of the things. You know what I'm saying? That I want out. 
kind of like a filter or something. Like, you know, like, I kind of just felt like I should always just give out pure energy to see how a person takes it. You know, it's kind of the, you know, I can't even say, <laughs> the only, one of the longest projects I've been doing for a while, actually. I mean, other than the goal, you know, gold mining. <laughs> you know, I got, I got a lot of gold. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, yeah, just the uh, understanding of the brain and uh, shit like that. Yeah. I'm actually... Actually, oh shit. Excuse me. Um, Raleigh. But get off, that was a pretty good, pretty good one. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, they got me. Them all. <laughs> okay. Now, um, I'm going to give you a little break. Well, silence break. I've been talking for a very, very long time. You know, kind of get your brain flowing, then you think a little differently. Um, I always understand sometimes you need to soak it all in. You know? <clears throat> but till next Friday, everybody. Um, peace. Enjoyed you. <laughs> Cause I damn sure enjoy myself. <laughs> Please.